ladies and gentlemen, it's been far too long. I know you've been hearing that ever so often from me. This is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. George Truly, I am the franchise. It's been a minute. It has. And I apologize. Sincerely, I deeply apologize. Um, not going to give, not going to say as like in the past, like, oh, you know, it's just all this. It's literally been the most hectic time for me. And I kind of, on my other podcast, I decided um, to take a break from doing podcast just because it became it began it's not began it started to become non-joyable for me and I told myself that if I ever got to the point where I felt like I wasn't having fun with doing podcasting I will take a break from doing it just because I needed to kind of get that love back for doing podcasting. But with that being said, a lot has happened since the last time I was on. The draft had taken place. People have moved. Crown Jewel is next Thursday, October 31st. AEW has officially started. NXT is still going, but they have moved. We've had some surprises, some surprise returns to NXT, which I'm going to talk about because I am beyond ecstatic for this. Now, I'm letting you know right now, I am recording this Friday night. It is 943. Smackdown is still on. And I must say, I laughed hysterically when they showed Brock Lesnar attack Cain Velasquez and F5 him on <laughs> F5 Cain on Rey Mysterio's son Dominic. Okay. So with that being said, let's let's talk about the draft. Okay. Draft took place. It took place on the first. Well, not the first. It took place on the second SmackDown moving to Fox. And the order in which I believed I didn't I didn't have an order, but I had an idea of who was going where. Okay. Just because watching the commercial for SmackDown 
you seeing a lot of people that I'm like, okay, well, he's going to go here. He's going to go there. She's going to go to raw. She's going to stay You know, it was one of those things, but I was taken back because I was taken back a little bit. So let's, let's run through this. So SmackDown night one of the draft raw got the first pick. Now the way the setup was for the draft was because raw is a three hour show. Raw had three picks. SmackDown had two picks because they're a two hour show. So, with the number one pick, Raw selects Becky Lynch. Not really surprised there, seeing those if and hell at Hell in a Cell, Becky Lynch did retain the Raw women's title. I'm going to talk about Hell in a Cell too, though this might be a lengthy episode. I'm letting you know this right now. But Raw selected Becky Lynch with the first overall pick. SmackDown picked Roman Reigns. Raw picked the OC, which I must say I was glad that they kept factions. That was the one thing I was kind of concerned about, but I realized that they're not going to split factions up because the number one faction is arguably on the main roster is New Day. So I felt like with them keeping the New Day where they are, and keep well not keeping the new day where they are but keeping the new day intact keeping oc intact was a good thing i like the fact that they kept the um they kept the factions together smackdown picks up bray wyatt now that i must say i was completely taken back by i say i was taken back by it because reports um reading like from wrestling websites and listening to other podcasters they all were saying that Paul Heyman wanted to keep Paul Heyman wanted Bray Wyatt Paul Heyman wanted Cedric Alexander Bray Wyatt I mean Paul Heyman wanted Alistair Black. Those were the three names I kept hearing about consistently. I heard about Ricochet once or twice, but it was Bray Wyatt, it was Cedric Alexander, and it was um Bray, Cedric, I just had him. And did I say Drew? I believe it was Drew. I literally just had that had a brain fart. Forgive me. <laughs> but I was just surprised that that's what happened. So then when you see that Bray got picked up on SmackDown, the instinct that clicks into your brain is then they really killed the Seth Rollins Bray Wyatt rivalry. Now, when I talk about Hell in a Cell, I'm going to talk directly about that match. 
So they end the first round. Raw selects Drew McIntyre. Now, with the second round, Raw selects Randy Orton. Very surprised that they select Randy Orton. I thought Randy was going to stay on SmackDown. Um, SmackDown receives drafts Sasha Banks. You hear this, and my thought was, well, you chess once again and did a rivalry that was going well. You ruined, like, you kind of ruined Becky and Sasha now because that was a ongoing rivalry. And I felt like it had to culminate. I thought it was going to culminate at Hell in a Cell and Sasha Banks was going to win the title. But obviously, that's not the case. So they they selected Sasha. It's okay. Raw selects Ricochet. SmackDown selects Braun Strowman. Raw selects at the final pick of the second round, Bobby Lashley. So in the third round, um, Raw select Alexa Bliss. I'm not surprised at that. SmackDown picked up Lacey Evans. Raw selected Kevin Owens. Now that was a shocker, but I'm actually glad that Kevin Owens is on Raw now because now there's more viable competition for the universal title. But according to what happened this past Monday, I don't think that Kevin Owens will be going for the universal title right now. SmackDown selects the revival. So obviously the F F the RKO that's out of the equation now. <laughs> so kind of interesting to see what's going to happen with that. And Raw selects Natty to end it. Fourth round and the final round. Raw selects the Viking Raiders. SmackDown selects the Lucha House Party. Raw selects Nikki Cross and then SmackDown selects Heavy Machinery, and then Raw ends the first day of the draft with selecting the Street Profits. And I I was excited because this actually meant to me that they were actually going to do something, and they did have an encounter with the OC, you know, they did have that encounter and we did end up seeing later on with this past with this past Monday, they had their first match. Street Profits had their first match and a successful victory against the OC against Gallows Anderson. But I'm gonna talk about that because there was it was really confusion with the announcing of the match. So day two. Night two of the smack of the draft was Monday Night Raw. So round one, first pick, Raw selects obviously the Universal Champion Seth Rollins, which 
we knew what was going to happen. And SmackDown, with the second pick, obviously, you know who they're picking. They're picking the Beast, the WWE heavyweight champion, Brock Lesnar, who did beat Kofi Kingston in like nine seconds to regain the title. And then that same night, Rey Mysterio shows up with Kane Velasquez and the rest is history. Raw, in a surprise, select Charlotte Flair. Now, in a surprise because the night of the first, the night of the draft, the first night, Charlotte and Bailey fought for the women's title because Bailey lost the women's SmackDown women's title at Hell in a Cell to Charlotte. Charlotte now became Charlotte 10 time. She gained the title for a 10th time. And in a surprise move, Bailey regained the women's title on SmackDown during the first night of the draft. Very confusing. Not really. I, I was trying to figure out why they did this. And even like kind of to this day, I still don't get it. But then again, I can see something happening. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But Charlotte gets drafted to Raw. Bailey, by the way, new haircut, new entrance, cut down the Bailey buddies. Probably one of the funniest clips that went viral was. And I'm kind of going to sound like a dick, but it was the little kid crying. And I believe it was a little boy that was crying at the sight of Bailey cutting the Bailey buddies. Now that I know people are going to be like, Charles, that's an asshole move. Why are you being such a dick? If it was like... Lizzie and anybody who knows wrestling knows who Lizzie is. It is the girl that when Bailey was in NXT, it was Bailey's number one fan. She loved Bailey or like that was Bailey's number one fan. Legit. She was at every takeover. She was at every NXT. She was in like the first row at the entrance. Like she was right there. I can understand if Lizzie cried because Lizzie actually cried at one point when she fought Sasha Banks. She did cry. That's understandable. This was like, uh, you know, it, and then I'm just, I'm not a big fan of seeing like, if you do this, I'm going to laugh, but it's just because like, you can't be serious. You are putting your kid. Now your kids viral for crying. Like you're really going to do that to your kid. 
So now your kid's going to be a laughing stock and it's just going to prompt all the bullying and everything because the world that we live in. But I'm not going to go there. Let's get back to this draft. <laughs> so SmackDown selects the New Day. Raw ends round one, night two, with selecting Andre, I mean, <laughs> Andre, Andrade, and of course, the beautiful Selena Vega. Raw 2, I mean Raw 2, <laughs> round 2 kicks off with the Raw selecting the Kabuki Warriors, who did win the women's tag team titles, which I'm not going to lie, I was extremely shocked. I was extremely shocked. Um, SmackDown selects Daniel Bryant, Rusev goes to Raw, Bailey sticks to SmackDown, and Raw picks up Aleister Black. So, Alistair Black. It was Alistair Black. It wasn't Drew McIntyre. It was Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Round three. Raw gets Cedric Alexander. So, two out of the three that Paul Heyman wanted, he got. SmackDown gets Shinsuke Nakamura. Raw gets Herberto. The Power Ranger. Okay. 205 Live guy, but now he's on SmackDown. I mean, now he's on Raw. SmackDown receives Ali. Raw receives Eric Rowan. Round four, Raw receives Buddy Murphy. SmackDown receives Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Now, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are no longer the... Raw tag team type champions because the Viking Raiders are the Raw tag team champions now, which they are like the only tag team that's won ROH title, tag team titles, NXT titles, New Japan titles, and now the WWE tag team titles. They're the only team, I believe, that has captured those belts. Okay. Raw selects Jinder Mahal. Somebody explain to me why the hell is Jinder Mahal in this draft? Let alone, why is he selected before the Miz? That's what pissed me off. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I watched that and I legit got pissed. I was like, yo, you got to be kidding me right now you've got to be fucking kidding me gender my balls okay as as one of my favorite podcast hosts don tony says gender my balls got selected before the miz smackdown selects carmella Raw selects truth. A lot of people were sad that Carmella and truth pretty much broke up. Okay. Pretty much broke up. I was a little sad too, because now raw is raw stuck with, you know, they don't have the one, two combination of these two. In the fifth round, 
Raw selects Samoa Joe. SmackDown gets The Miz. Raw gets Akira Tozawa. SmackDown gets King Corbin. Raw ends round five with Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin. Again. (sighs) Raw round six. This is the final. This is the final round of this draft. Raw selects Rey Mysterio. SmackDown selects Shorty Gable, a.k.a. Shorty G now. I fucking hate that. Just to let you know, I fucking hate Shorty G. Raw selects Titus O'Neil. SmackDown selects Elias. And Raw ends the draft with the final pick being Liv Morgan. I am predicting that Liv Morgan is going to arrive and make a huge impact. And she's going to face Becky after Becky mm, feuds with Asuka. Maybe feuds with Kyrie. But I have a strong feeling that Liv Morgan is going to come back and she's going to redo herself. Because we haven't seen her in a while. And I feel though as if she's going to, she's been talking about a makeover. Like she's doing this makeover. She's been talking about it. She's been tweeting about it. And I feel like it's about to happen. And I think that they're really going to do something with Liv Morgan. I really, I feel it. I feel it in my in, in my gut, in my wrestling gut. So, other superstars post the draft that got picked up is the following. Superstars that will be heading to Raw or headed to Raw, that have headed to Raw, is No Way Jose, Mojo Riley. Um, Hawkins and Ryder, the Iconics, and Sarah Logan. On SmackDown, Luke Harper, Cesaro, Drake Maverick, Fire and Desire, and Dana Brooke. In a special trade, SmackDown got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. In return, Raw apparently got some picks, but it's just it's just stupid. So my overall take on the draft, we knew that SmackDown was going to go for star power. Um, I am kind of surprised that SmackDown, to me has name recognition but now with the recent announcement that Eric Bischoff is no longer the he's no longer running um SmackDown anymore it's now going to be Bruce Pritchard aka Brother Love <laughs> um it's going to be interesting now 
apparently Fox did not like the Firefly Funhouse and they wanted to dis they wanted to get rid of it which would be why they had the Firefly Funhouse go up in flames at Raw not this past Monday but the Monday before okay but it was back apparently Firefly Funhouse was back today um, I didn't happen to catch it because I was at work. I will watch SmackDown over once I'm done recording this and um, I'll see what they're doing. Is it going to actually come back? Is it going to be something that's going to be legitimately a weekly thing? What are they going to do with Bray? Um, but I, I just feel like with what's going on with, like I said, with SmackDown, they have the name recognition. They have Brock Lesnar. Um, I don't know where Kane um, Velasquez is going to be. Is he going to stick on SmackDown or is he going to go to Raw? Like, he didn't get quote-unquote picked up, but um, he didn't get drafted. So, want to kind of see what's going to happen with that. Um, as I'm talking right now, they are showing highlights of the Firefly Funhouse. So, right now, as I'm watching... I see that Bray's there. Um, they show one of the puppets, uh, the rabbit. Rabbit has like a uh, this an ugly mark on the top of his front, on the top of his uh, head. Like it looks like a piece of his head is missing. Um, but that's. Uh, I'm glad to see that it's kind of back in a sense. Um, very interested to see what they're going to do with Bray on SmackDown. But as I was saying, with Bray, I mean, with Eric Bischoff being gone, Bruce Pritchard being there, the name recognition that they have. But for me, I honestly feel like Raw got the better deal because you have more name recognition on Raw to, I mean on SmackDown to me but Raw has Paul Heyman and no offense to Bruce Prichard I listened to something to wrestle his podcast which I believe is it's a good podcast I, I it's very very insightful because um, Conrad is hosted by Conrad and Bruce Prichard I believe I talked about it before and Conrad is asking Bruce about the events that occurred during certain periods of time in the WWE while he was there. So each week they cover a certain, either a certain pay-per-view, a certain Raw, a certain SmackDown, or a certain year that Bruce Prichard was a part of. And he gives you his insight. He gets, he tells you why these things happened, why all this took place, it's, it's, it's pretty good. And I realized that Bruce Pitcher is very much, not old school, but he's very much, he knows what Vince wants. And that's the one thing that Bischoff said. Bischoff said that I was upset that I couldn't deliver what Vince McMahon wanted. 
He said that in an interview recently after he got let go with Conrad, I believe. Um, he did say, I was a little disappointed in myself because I didn't live up to the expectations that Vince McMahon had for me. Completely understand that. Paul Heyman is doing what he's doing. And we've seen what Paul Heyman has done with the, I won't say no pun intended, the raw talent, um, but the young, like Ricochet and Drew and Alistair, and I know he's been real heavy on Cedric Alexander, just to see him work with those talents. And I feel like he's going to do something big with the Street Profits. Um, War Raiders, you know, I can see him doing a lot with these different people and I can see him doing stuff with, you know, um, we can tell that the Paul Heyman hands is on certain stories. Like we know that his hands is on this Rusev, Lana and Bobby Lashley story, which I really discussed. I, I, I hate it because I don't like that Lana is being portrayed and has been portrayed for pretty much since she's been there um more so of like a hoe than anything and i don't like that you know but that's that um i'm looking forward to it i've been watching a little i've been watching it as much as i can I have and when I can't watch certain things I do go back and I do watch it fully. So but I don't watch it live. Like when I when I'm available to watch it live, I watch it live, but if I can't I just go back and just watch it again because I have access to watch it over again. So I'm just looking forward to what's gonna happen with Raw and SmackDown. Okay, more so raw than SmackDown because I'm interested to see because Smack Raw has more of my the guys that I like. Okay, they have Ricochet, they have Drew, they have Alistair Black. Um, Seth Rollins is there, uh, and let me just jump into this right now, ladies and gentlemen of this royal club podcast Seth Rollins is going down in a blaze and it's not of a blaze of glory I'm just being honest with you I really truly feel like Seth Rollins reign as WWE Universal Champion should be coming to a screeching halt because I, uh, the momentum is shot. The The push is ruined. And if you don't believe me, 
go back and watch Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell was the worst pay-per-view you could have going into literally going into the week of AEW debut. That was the worst thing that could possibly happen to them. In all honesty, when they butchered that Hell in a Cell match, when you had the crowd chanting AEW when the show went off air, when fans were chanting bullshit, this is the second year in a row that the crowd was chanting bullshit. Okay. The second time. This ain't like this is not this is not an epid like this is it's scary. It is scary. Scary times. It was. It was definitely scary times for the world of WWE because you sincerely had um you sincerely had people fearing for the WWE. I I I did I did a recap episode and I went ballistic. I literally went ballistic. I'm sitting there like, there's no way whatsoever you have these fans literally... That's what the fans were chanting <laughs> at the end of the show, during the show. You were getting chants like that and you were getting. You were getting those chants. Those chants were happening during the match and it wasn't good it wasn't good it was far from good it was horrible let's just let's just call it how it is it was horrible so now Seth Rollins Bray Wyatt will be facing off at Crown Jewel in a false count anywhere match. Now, apparently there was a rumor. There's a little thing that's going around talking about exactly 
what the story is going to be that this is not going to be the end of this rival but what's going to happen that's the big question what's going to happen next um is bray going to get dra- if bray going to get traded to smackdown i mean going to get traded to raw what's going to happen I hate the term, which is going to have to wait and find out, but we're going to have to wait and find out. Um, I'm not really going to talk about Crown Jewel because anybody that has listened to any of the rest, the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast, I don't watch Crown Jewel. I don't watch any of the events that take place in Saudi Arabia because of the... Um, because of the political views and things like that that go on in the Saudi government and how they are doing what they're doing. So I decided to just take a step back and not watch them. Just not. Um, But what I do want to discuss is actually what's going on the SmackDown backstage show right now. And that is they are interviewing my guy. They are interviewing Finn Balor. And my, oh my. Can I express to you the joy I had when I seen... When I seen Finn fucking Balor on NXT he's back home he's not on Raw he's not on Smackdown he's back home where he needs to be he's on NXT so Finn's on NXT and this past Wednesday I'm actually going to tell you how I found this information out I get home. I'm getting myself ready for the next day. So I'm, you know, doing my normal routine, brushing my teeth and doing all my stuff, getting ready for the day. Getting ready for the night, going into the morning. One of my dear and close friends, I've talked about him on the pod. His name's Jeff. He's calling me. But I was in the shower and then I actually got, I eventually got out of the shower. And when he, I looked at his text and I'm going to read you the text message that he, that he sent me. 
because it is fucking hilarious how he was reacting. So he goes, bro, I just lost my shit. Balor. Heel Balor, heel Balor, heel Balor. And he... <laughs> and he ends it with... Mama Mia! <laughs> so I call him like, what the fuck are you talking about? So he tells me that the Undisputed Era was in the ring. Tommaso Ciampa, Chomp Chomp, my guy who came back, um, shows up and Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano is in the ring, which then prompts Finn Balor to come out and Finn turns like he stands in the middle and if you've seen it, you've seen it. If you didn't, I'm going to explain it to you. He hits Gargano with the Pele kick. And the minute he hits him with the Pele kick, Ciampa looks, and then the Undisputed Era attacks Ciampa. And Baylor kind of just goes to the corner and just posts his post on the ropes, like on the turnbuckle, like at the turnbuckle, just chilling. So as you know, Gargano is a master at selling. So he got hit with this Pele kick and literally looked like he became like a roach that gets sprayed with raid and it kind of just stiffs up and just drops. That's how he reacted. So Finn goes out because Gargano rolls out the ring and Finn proceeds to beat the hell out of him. I mean, he kicked him with this drop kick and the drop kick, I promise you, <laughs> caused the guardrail to fall fans fell over and this one old lady she was an old lady because you could hear it in her voice she literally was like go to hell Finn go to hell and I'm like damn and it made me think about something that's when you know a heel turn was good when you have fans literally like no no like some of the fans were chanting this is awesome holy shit Morrow was losing his mind like he legit was losing his mind what has gotten in the Finn what has gotten in the Balor oh my god like he was wilding like that then he proceeds to hit him with the Oh, I forgot the name of his move, but he hits him with a kind of like a spike pile driver. I've got the name of it though. I'm sorry. And Finn's my guy. Hits him with that on. He hits him with it on the the entrance, like the steel step, like the steel ramp, like drops him on his head, and then. The Undisputed Era, after they got done beating on Ciampa, they're standing in the ring and they're throwing their they're throwing their Undisputed Era sign up. And Finn pays homage to the club that he started. 
And if anybody knows Finn from New Japan, Finn, when he became, when he formed the, the Bullet Club, Finn, other than doing the too sweet hand gesture, he did the gun gesture. So that's what he did. He pointed his fingers in the direction of Gargano and just like, there you go. And Jeff was like, he told his daughter, who's a diehard Finn fan, he says, if Finn joins Undisputed Era, I'm going to lose my shit. And when it happened, that's what happened. Now, I told him, I said, after I watched it, I said, I don't think that Finn joined Undisputed Era. I just think that Finn turned heel. And here's why. Well, obviously he did. But this is what I can see happening. Obviously, TakeOver War Games is going to take place. And you're going to have Gargano versus Finn Balor. You're going to have Tommaso Ciampa versus Adam Cole for the NXT heavyweight title. Um, For the tag team titles, I don't know who the Undisputed Era will fight. Um, I can see Keith Lee and the other guy. I forgot the guy that's been feuding with Keith Lee. They had the match on. They had the triple threat match. I feel like that's going to happen again at TakeOver. And then I feel like TakeOver may actually have their first women's war game. I've been seeing a lot and hearing a lot of things on Twitter about the girls. It's like, we need a war game. I wouldn't be shocked if they did that. I wouldn't be shocked. Just saying. So Finn has turned. I feel like that's going to happen. And then if you check the Twitter feed from that night, AJ Styles and the OC was kind of like, oh, well, where have you been, Prince? You know, because he was, you know, in New Japan, that was his name. I still am praying for a OC Bullet Club match with the Undisputed Era. They never said that the wild card rule was taken off. So how fun would it be to see the OC and NXT going against the Undisputed Era? That is Mamma Mia! It's all that. <laughs> it's all that. But before I go any further, I need to send prayers and condolences to Xavier Woods of the New Day. He tore his Achilles. He is out for damn near a year. What does this mean for New Day? We have no idea. 
speedy recovery for him. I heard that he did have successful surgery. Now it's just the road to recovery. Um, I just hope and pray that the recovery and the road is fast. Um, but it's it's speedy and he is able to come back and be 100%. Okay. Going to be interesting to see what they do with the New Day though. It is, you know, with Biggie and Xavier Woods. It's going to be like, are we still going to have the New Day? They're obviously still going to be intact, but what's going to happen? You know, because everybody was thinking that Kofi was going to try to kind of go back into um, the title hunt, but obviously that's not going to happen now. What are we going to see? As Are they going to go for the tag team titles? What exactly is going to happen? We just don't know. So I I want to get into AEW and the Wednesday Night War that everybody is talking about. AEW to me looks so much like WCW. It brings, it gives me that WCW feeling. And I'm not talking about like WCW at its prime with the NWO when it was like Hogan, Hall, Nash, Bischoff, um, Pac, X-Pac that is, Ted DiBiase, all them. It was that. Not when it became legit Everybody became a member of the NWO. No, <laughs> no. Um, this feels like WCW at its like demise before Vince bought them out. This is what it feels like to me. The few episodes that I've caught is you know that's how it's come off now a lot of people are going to say well the ratings you know the ratings are they're better than nxt that's because it's new that's why it's not because it's oh no no it's because it's new when 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 a new thing when a when a when a when a fresh breath of air comes into the world it's going to receive more attention than what has been here for decades. It is, especially because of the hype behind it. Okay. Especially because, you know, Jericho is there and Jack Swagger. Now Jack, Jake Hager is there. Um, you have all these different people there. And of course, they're going to invest and, you know, people are going to be hype off of it. But at the end of the day, they're not going to ever, in my opinion, be as good as WWE. And this is why, because they're trying now to compete with them. Before they wanted to do it and they were saying this is just an alternative. But now Jericho and them are talk are talking 
and on Twitter and doing these things and they're making it very much a war. But you can't go into a war against a conglomerate like the WWE. And you just started. You can't. You just can't. I'm excited, but you just can't do that. Okay? So before I leave you all, I want to discuss um, just, like I said, you know, just overall my my opinion on it, my opinion on wrestling. Like I said, I am excited for wrestling right now. It is very important. It is very exciting. It is very telling. It is very, you know, it's a good time. It is. Um, WWE did, in a sense, recover from their debacle with the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Now it's just a matter of getting what's next. Because now, after Crown Jewel, because you have to remember, Crown Jewel kind of puts the, the, it throws everything off. Once Crown Jewel is over, we get into Survivor Series. And then we figure things out from there. I think the next big Saudi event, I believe, is not until, I want to say maybe after, I think it's after Royal Rumble. I want to say it's after Royal Rumble. I think that's the next, like the next big Saudi event. But you just weigh it out, go through it. Um, I'm not. Do it. Are they having a women's pay per view? Now, I'm not sure. Um, another fun fact, another interesting thing SmackDown is coming to my city that I'm in. I'm in the city of Buffalo. They're coming the day after Crown Jewel. I wonder how many people, how many of the men on the roster is going to be at Crown Jewel? Well, how many people are going to be at SmackDown? I wonder. Because you got to think, that's a crazy flight. Because Thursday, Thursday, they're, they're in Saudi. And then apparently right after the show, they're catching a flight and coming directly like back to the States. That's going to be tough. That That's going to be real tough. I don't know. I know a few people that's going to be going to SmackDown. Um, I thought about going, but I decided I wasn't going to go. I'm going to be honest with you just because uh, it's just, I decided that it wasn't really that. And then, it's not really nobody really on SmackDown I want to see. I would obviously for 
personal reasons. I would love to see like Sasha Banks and Bailey. I've already seen Mandy, but that's about it. I don't want to see Roman. I don't want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see Roman. I don't want to see. I already seen the new day. I know Brock's not going to be there. Um, maybe Paul Heyman might be there. Don't want to really see Daniel Bryan because I've seen him already. Uh, don't really want to see Nakamura, seen Ali. Don't want to see Ziggler or Rude, seen Carmella, seen The Miz. Don't really want to see Corbin, nor Shorty Gable, nor Elias. Um, don't really want to see Luke Harper. I don't want to see nobody on SmackDown unless it's Bray. And I don't think Bray's going to show up. I don't. So we will have to wait and see. Um, as far as the next upcoming episode of Royal Club, it will be in November. I'm not going to do because this episode right here is pretty much the recap of everything i talked a little bit about the draft i talked i talked about the draft i talked about nxt a little bit about aew i talked about hell in a cell um and that's it there's not really much more that needs to be said uh so i will be back in november you will get the survivor series preview show and you will get the war games show as well the preview show might even get a recap of war games just because it's a takeover and i fucking love the takeovers so you will get that and then you will get the review the month in review um i am going to with this wrestling one because it's monthly and it's not a consistent one that I'm consistently doing. I will get back to this one. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, you can follow me, the Royal club wrestling podcast on Instagram. Okay. It is the handle. Sorry. The handle for our Instagram is rcw underscore podcast that's rcw underscore podcast that is what it's going to be there we're going to be there you can interact with me there i have done a few posts i have done a few videos if you follow me you've seen that i have done reactions to the pay-per-views um i try to do reactions for raw and smackdown and tidbit news but because i'm working it's hard for me to do that so i mainly do the tidbits on pay-per-views like takeover and and wrestlemania and all that um but i will be doing more you know i'm gonna plan on doing certain events like i'll do um i'm looking to purchase like some championship belts and i have a few other funko wrestling pops um so what i'm gonna do is i may have some unboxing of them like reveals of them just because it's 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 things that i want to do to just be interactive with the with the audience with y'all so like i said follow me on instagram rcw underscore podcast um, this is the franchise. I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for still supporting and being there for me during this time. Um, I will be back in November. 
Take care. Enjoy wrestling. Enjoy the Wednesday Night Wars. Enjoy Raw. Enjoy SmackDown, NXT. If you're watching New Japan, if you're watching ROH, if you're watching Impact, if that's still around, MLW, all that other stuff. Wow. Um, yes, wow. Women of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> tune into all that. Tune into all that. I will talk to y'all on another day and another time. I bid you all adieu.